Luke Skywalker meditating on his rocky island retreat. Dragons soaring over the Westeros coast. John Wayne and Maureen O'Hara falling in love against a background of technicolour green fields. One place that links these unforgettable images? The island of Ireland. Maybe it's the drama of the landscapes or the heart and soul of the music that attracts location scouts. When soaring sea cliffs lashed by wind and rain were required for Harry Potter and the Half-Blood Prince, there was no more fitting location than the Cliffs of Moher, a highlight of the wild Atlantic way. Meanwhile, anyone who's seen those jagged fingers of rock erupting from the ocean will understand why Lucasfilm decided Skellig Michael was the perfect place for a Jedi Knight to take refuge. So if you're a film fan, the island of Ireland is ready when you are. It's time to book now. Visit Ireland.com and press the green button to start your Irish adventure. Hello everyone and welcome back to the Irish Film London podcast. My name is Quiva O'Malley and I'm subbing in for the incredible Neve Brannigan for some podcast content this week. I'm catching up with some of the filmmakers whose films screen as a part of the Shorts Ahain programme at the Riverside Studios. I hope you enjoy. So I'm here with Ashleen O'Regan Sargent, who is the writer and director of Cease. Ashleen, thanks so much for chatting to me. Thank um, you. You're just out of the uh, short yes. Hain um, screening. So yes. how was that to see it on the big screen with uh, an audience? Yeah, it was great. Um, actually, because of COVID, we um, we've done loads of film festivals, but this is the first time we've actually got to see it on on like a cinema screen because everything's been online because of the pandemic, and it was incredible. Um, it was. It was it like it was so weird to kind of see it so viscerally, like so on such a big format, um, and you know you notice all the little things, the little bits. But um, I, it was a great experience, and me and my producer Philip for the first time we've seen it, so we're really happy. And um, it's it's such a gorgeous film, and it, and it's for me it was really refreshing and just really enjoyable to watch female relationships and different yes. kinds of female relationships on the screen, which yes. I just feel like is quite has been quite lacking in the past so where did the idea for the story start where did the first um you know it it comes from a very personal place um uh, and it comes from a a very close relationship i have with two of my friends um marine parable um and it kind of comes it came from kind of me thinking about how close you were and how it's it's almost that the the idea of the bury a friend or bury a body friend you know that kind of saying of uh, I would, if, if you need anyone if anyone's murdered <laughs> yeah. we'll, we'll, we'll bury the body um, and you know like everyone all friendships go through such traumatic things and you know like sexual assault is such a huge thing that is underspoken about and stuff and um, especially in women and female friendships mm-hmm. and it, 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 the script kind of first came from a very angry place um, because of the like the anger towards like what you do when something like that happens to someone that you love um, and I think, at, but through the writing of the film, it kind of came from, kind of turned into something that was about love and about friendship and about kind of looking into the friendship and love that I have with my two friends mm-hmm. and how that was the most important thing going through. And love is the most important thing to bring you through any kind of traumatic thing um, yeah. and support. And that's kind of where it came from originally. Yeah, that's amazing yeah. because I, what I loved about it so much as well is that you know, I felt like a lot of the time in the past, female relationships on screen to me have always 
not always, but have often been depicted in a kind of negative way, like there's yes. the competition and yeah, the bitchiness. Yeah. And actually, I think that um, if you ask any woman, or, or at least in my experience anyway, yeah. those uh, female friendships that you have, yeah. especially at your early stages of life, exactly, like they're yeah. a very visceral um, thing in your life. They're, yeah. they're incredibly powerful. Yes. You know, there's they're so nuanced with the different feelings and yeah, emotions. Exactly, I think yeah. you, you just captured that brilliantly. I mean, there's obviously yeah. a very serious subject matter in yes. there. Yeah. But the relationship between the two yes. um, characters are incredible, and and they are incredible performances by Hazel D yeah. and Katie White. Um, yeah. When it came to casting, how did you find the girls, and how did you find directing them? Um, it was amazing because I think because uh, it came from such a personal place, and because it was it was not based on, but it was from my own experiences through my friendships with my female friends, and it was very important to me that even though there was kind of that that kind of um, they were kind of coming apart because one was moving away and one was kind of feeling insecure about that but there was also that kind of mutual kind of compassion and understanding for each other um, and like I think once I met Hazel was first and I met Hazel and she kind of she'd like done one scene and like read with like some girl that was in my year in college and they read it together and she just she was so um, she just you could tell that she could feel and also I think she coming from because she's very close friendships with her female friends and it was and then when Katie came in it was like I remember auditioning Katie and she also did a random with some random person in my year and she, you could just tell that she kind of held this kind of power as well and this kind of she was kind of a caring kind of wise friend and then they kind of just both slipped into this it's one of those things that just kind of they both kind of slipped into these characters that I was looking for um, and I couldn't have asked for more you know and um, I think kind of with we did a bit of kind of like rehearsing, rehearsing with them but it was never anything too kind of like look, looking at every single piece of the scene it was more kind of gaining their trust for each other and also kind of that kind of connecting that relationship between the two as well was really important and what they did flawlessly like it, you know it was great well it's 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 a beautiful short all around I mean the directing the writing and the performances just really really blend so well together so um, I know lots of people will be really really delighted to see it whenever um, is it going to go on a little is it in um, festivals or where people yeah it's still it? kind of in festivals it's been in a good few now probably run it in a few more and see how it goes and then hopefully at the end of the day kind of get it out to more of a public audience. I'm sure it will yeah. 100% find yeah. an audience. Ashley, thanks so yeah, much no for No problem, talking. thank you very much. So I'm here with Jade Jordan, who is the writer, producer and lead actor in The Colour Between, which is a part of our shorts, Ahame. Jade, how was that? You just came out of the big screen to watch your film? It was really great, actually. It's the first time I've seen it. Um, so it was just so weird to sit there and watch your work. We kind of shot it in the pandemic started originally shooting in October 2020 and then didn't get back till December so you know all that but obviously the audience don't know that so you're sitting there going oh my god you remember that day and oh my god the weather was really awful or whatever but it's really great to see it on a big screen it was yeah really really great I mean the process itself was manic because I've never done anything like this before a lot of of jobs (laughs) absolutely first piece of writing um for the actors creator scheme um, and yeah, producing it, doing sets, um, writing, yeah, and picking the actors. It was just, it's great, and it's a massive pat on the back. You know, it was a hard process, an enjoyable process, I must add. Um, but just to see it on a big screen is really exciting, and that other people are getting to see it 
and seeing your work, I guess, and is it, really super. It is. It's so. It's such a beautiful script. It's 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 a really poignant, very powerful message behind it, but very like succinctly done, very delicately done, um, which really hits home. I think the domestic setting of it all. Um, it's it's just really really simple but very powerful so Thank you. where did the where did the idea come from is this something that you've been thinking about for a while or yeah, it is actually so it's actually based on a true story um it's based on a family event um i just kind of switched it and made it present day basically so it was a story that i'm really passionate about something i wanted to tell something that i think we need to be speaking about um in ireland and yeah in ireland i guess because i think we brush over subjects all the time at home so that was the reason for doing it quite a brave thing to do because I had to ask the family could I do it because it's personal um, and they approved it so I just guess yeah the idea came from that originally it was just words because it was my first time writing um, but then we sat down with the director Dave Tynan and spoke about it and I think for both of us we both decided visual was what's not being said was was more poignant and more relevant um, so that's kind of we kind of got away from more words, less words, excuse me, and made it more visual. And I I totally picked up on that, and I think anyone who watches the film do. And it's it's like you said, it's it's what's not being said is actually so powerful, and your writing is incredible, and the dialogue is is so masterfully done. But there is those silences in between that for any couple that knows each other, it's it's always about what's not being said, and the gleaming details of like the sarpedine being left down. They're really just really beautiful moments um were you able to switch off as the writer producer and on the day just just throw yourself into being the actor or was that challenging oh god good question such a good question so the first day was in october and it was the first time producing being in somebody's house organizing everything I had to think about water I had to think about is she hungry is he hungry so so much to think about but i found it really hard to step away from the producer role that day that was my first first day and then I kind of had to come home and I was like, oh God, I can't do that the second day in. Like, I've only got two days for this. So the director, Dave, kind of sat down and was like, look, you've done everything. Like, I, I'm not going to lie. I was like a murderer at home. I had post-it notes on my, on my walls, on my phone, on my clothes, everywhere, just so I wouldn't forget anything. Because it's such a, never that I, I never underestimated a producer role, but wow, they're phenomenal. Like, you have to think of every single detail, budget, everything. So the first day, no, not like I couldn't. I felt like I was in my head, even when I was delivering and whatever. Um, but the second day, it was a little bit more chill because I kind of knew, look, you have this, you've sorted it, you've well, done. Well, it, it absolutely does not show, and your, your your performance is flawless, and Terry's performance and the connection it's between great, the two of you, really, really, really great. great. Yeah. Um, and um, you know, it's 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 very inspiring. It's inspiring for actors and writers and producers, and I think that's what's being so great about all of these shorts is that you can see how people get up, make the films, make really important messages, and do them in a really beautiful way. So, um, huge congratulations! I know we'll all be really looking forward to your next. Whatever oh, yeah. it is going to be. <laughs> Thank you. So do I. Thanks, Jade. Thanks Thank so much you. for chatting. Thanks so much. So I'm here with Gordon Hickey, who is the writer the director and an actor of The Cure. Great to, to chat to you. I mean, you? talk about a one-man band. You are um, <laughs> killing it at um, being a first-time filmmaker. Um, how was it uh, watching the shorts on the big screen? Uh, obviously, it was amazing, Like, but also very nerve-wracking. You know, like I'm after sweating about 40 buckets <laughs> while watching it because... 
the thing I find really strange about it is is you're there obviously watching yourself on screen but you know other people are as well so like you know people are watching and kind of half judging and like comparing so like I had a lot of my friends and family come down um, so like that was a, and it was a lot of their first time seeing it so obviously like you know you're conscious I want them to like it so um, so yeah a whole plethora of emotions but overall amazing <laughs> great and I'm sure they absolutely loved it and it, I just think your story is so interesting like the pandemic was a cease to so many um, projects and filmmaking but the pandemic seems to have been like the catalyst for you to make your mark in filmmaking it's, can you talk to me a bit about what it was like making a film for the, your first film in the pandemic um, it was amazing like again it was so the reason I made it during, during Corona and during the uh, lockdown was I was sitting around doing nothing and I was like I've always wanted to make film and I was like, if I don't do this now, <laughs> when I have all this free time, I will be kicking myself on the far side of it. So I made it during level five lockdown as well. So like I had, I literally had no crew. I had a cameraman, a sound guy and a friend helping me. Actually, it was funny looking at like the, the credit lists of all the other shorts. And it was like pages and pages and I had like two. <laughs> it's like, it was me and my friend. Thanks, Connor. But, um, but yeah, no, so like obviously... I, I, because it was lockdown, that kind of allowed me, as much as I hated it, I'm so grateful for it because it allowed me to make the short finally because I, I wrote that about seven years ago, do you know? So, you know, as, as bad and as shit as the pandemic was, it's so nice that it, it kind of gave me that opportunity and the time. That's incredible. Yeah. It's really incredible. And, and I mean, you know, being a writer is hard enough. Acting is hard enough. Producing, very difficult. So doing all three at the same time on a, such a short like um, time frame, how was the actual practicalities of filming? Was it the most intense couple of days you've ever done in your life? Yes, if you look at the, if you look at the, some of the shots from the film on the first day, the bags are like halfway down my cheeks because I was so tired and so stressed. Um, it was, yeah, look, it was a lot to take on. Foolish of me now, knowing that like I, I should have just hired someone to help me out, but because we were, weren't supposed to be filming really during lockdown, I thought I didn't, I didn't want to break any rules, and, you know, I kept the crew under five. So, like, to be honest, the thing I loved about it most was I was going to spend the money that... Because I, I self-funded the short. So the money I was going to spend on that, I was going to do an acting course in New York. I was going to go over for a couple of months, and that was my, my fee for that I put into the short and to be honest I've done a couple of acting courses and I learnt more in the three days making that short than I have in six months and eight months in acting courses so it was invaluable to be honest you know um, I loved it the whole experience as stressful as it was was such a learning experience for me so like I'm so grateful for it. I'm so grateful to be accepted into this festival do you know like because to me it's huge I'm like I'm sitting in London watching my film in a cinema like <laughs> it's, it's, it's kind of mind blown you know a, it's so amazing and it's so great to do when I watch your short you know what, what I loved about it as well is it's an action short which we don't see very often yes. and there is you know it's exciting it's suspenseful there's so many twists and turns to it um you know, you're you're definitely on the knife edge, and you, you are 100% waiting for the sequel. By the way, um, you know, <laughs> or what, the feature. <laughs> okay, the feature for sure. Um, I guess you know where did the idea come for an action film? Um, so the reason I made an action was like I I love film, and for me, growing up, 
um, action was what I loved. I loved the Arnold Schwarzeneggers. I loved, you know, the Indiana Jones. So when I was going to make a short, I'd actually written another one that was a little bit more somber and a little bit more, um, I suppose, like character driven and in depth. And I was like, I know a lot of the shorts in festivals. That's the tone. And I wanted to do something that maybe stood out a little bit. So I was like debating what one should I do. And because it was a pandemic, I was like, should I be doing something about a vaccine? Like it's kind of maybe not the right time, but my gut instinct was go do it. Do something that's a little bit different. So hopefully I do stand out within it. And then I wanted to showcase like Dublin and I want to showcase Irish music. And I wanted to like, you know, I just wanted something that was a little bit louder than the, the you know, the standard norm I suppose so that's why I just and, and to be honest I always wanted to be chased through Dublin with a camera and have drone shots well, <laughs> was it, like, it's done so brilliantly <laughs> and I know we're all going to be very excited for the feature film when yes. it comes out Gordon, fingers crossed thank you so much for chatting to me <laughs> lovely to meet you So I'm here with Paul O'Flanagan, who is the director, writer of Memento Mori. That is a part of our Short Sahane programme. Paul, thank you so much for joining me. Um, you're just out of the screening. How was it to see it on the big screen? It was great. Um, it's always great. I've seen it a few times now on the big screen. It's, um, it's always lovely because there was, you know, in the making of it, because it's very, it's a, it's literally a very dark film. And there was loads of, like, testing of the blacks and the colours and all. And so... It's it was it looks perfect. So it's great kind of like putting all those worries to rest every time we see it in the big screen. So yeah, I'll always enjoy seeing it. It's, up on, yeah. it's a gorgeous film and you know, it's a horror animation set in the Victorian era in Dublin and it's 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 just such a it's a beautiful film to watch, but it's also like a beautiful film to listen to, if that makes any sense. Oh, yeah, the, yeah, the, yeah. the soundscape is incredible. Um where was the idea born or where did it come from? The idea, um Years ago, I I just read an article about um, post-mortem photography and it was, you know, I thought it was, you know, kind of freaky and weird and, you know, but that's from my 21st century point of view. Um, but it was normal back then in Victor- Victorian times for that. Um, so I said, you know, it might be fun to write a story from our perspective, you know, kind of this kind of creepy thing. But um, yeah, so just that was years and years ago, and it built up um, gradually. Like ideas would pop into my head, and it's funny that you said that the soundscape. I was kind of thinking about it when we were producing a show for BBC, um, a remake of Danger Mouse, um, a reboot of Danger Mouse, and we were knocking around ideas when we were going back and forth to to England with them, um, and we had a great. Uh, composer on Danger Mouse called San Sen who just he, he's incredible on that show and ever since whenever I've come to do anything it's because I've done a, a, a boys action show and it's like he was the person who went to and for this I was like he I didn't think he'd done any horror stuff before but it's like he he absolutely can knock it out of the park and he did and um, so it's funny yeah there's a lot of uh it is embedded in Danger Mouse years oh, ago. Oh, that's so great. <laughs> it goes to, back. It's great to hear the, the, the inspirations behind yeah. all these things because you would, you know, you, you, you never get to hear um, filmmakers, um, or very rarely get to hear filmmakers inspo and, and the, the ideas that spark. Mm. 
Um, but it is incredible. I mean, you made this film in the pandemic. So what was the process like for that? I mean, was it a very, um, was it a very solemn a process um, or, or were you kind of, um, you know, collaborating with your team virtually or, or was there yeah. a means of actually seeing each other and meeting up? And- there was no, geez, we didn't, God, we haven't seen each other for a long time. Um, but it's, it's, we, you know, we've all worked together for a long time in a company called Boulder Media, who produced the, the film. And we've done shows in the past where there is kind of like dynamics and hierarchies set in place. So when I, I've i directed shows before and the art director on Memento Mori, I worked with him in a previous incarnation developing shows. And um, like, say, Jill, animation director, Alana, the backgrounds, it's like... Uh, Marco we all worked together in the exact same capacity so when it came to uh, making this short it kind of just fell into it fell into place because a lot of people ask like how did you make this during the pandemic it was like all the relationships were already established so we just clicked straight into it it was great it was perfect and and, and was there was the darkness I mean it seems like a natural um, question to ask that there was kind sure. of, we were in dark times a little bit um, oh, yeah. last year so it obviously fed into kind of maybe the psyche the general psyche of the film yeah it was actually there was, there was a point where I got like the co-writer on the on the short is my wife and um yeah, Jesus, she just w- was incredibly supportive and would let me, supported me in the writing and helped me with the writing, but also let me drift off into the world and supported me that, in that as well. But um, yeah, it was weird sometimes writing this story about two people locked in a room <laughs> as two people just locked in a room for the, well, it was a couple of rooms, but that was it during the pandemic. It was... It was in the depths of the winter lockdown. So, yeah, it was a little strange. And it, it, it's definitely a question I'm enjoying asking all the filmmakers of this festival um, how their year was, because some people had their process of making things, some people had the process of releasing things. So it's mm. just a really interesting time for cinema, I guess, in general. Yeah. Um, is there plans for the film going forward and the festival circuit at the moment? Oh, yeah. Like, it's, it's kind of only started. We've teamed up with a great... Uh, great group in, in um, uh, here in England um, called Festival Formula and because I started you know trying to map out okay what festivals are we going to visit and I was just kind of because I was going for all these uh, horror genre festivals so these kind of down and dirty uh, festivals and then at the same time you know Screen Island, Screen Island were pushing us to go for things like Austin and Sundance and I couldn't reconcile the two of them so I went to Festival Formula and they've been incredible they've given us a huge map of uh, festivals we're going to visit and um, so yeah we've kind of just begun so it's going to be very exciting for the next for next year I think yeah that's so amazing and I'm sure audiences will be so looking forward to seeing it all over the world and I'm sure you'll be looking forward to going with the film (laughs) travelling as much as you can can. Uh, Paul thank you so much for chatting to me great thank you Thank you.